0: Welcome to the midweek Bible study edition of The Faith Broadcast. I am so glad you are streaming this message. We are studying the book of Esther right now. And this previous message on part one, we covered how God is working in your life even when you don't realize it. When you don't see it, he's still working. When you don't feel it, he's still working. I want to encourage you right now. God is at work in your life. And if you missed part one of our study of the book of Esther, it's available on our Faith Plus app, as well as our YouTube channel and our Faith podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. On the show notes and the descriptions on social media, you'll find my notes for the message. All the messages I do, I do my best to provide detailed notes and more information for you that are available on the Faith Plus app and the YouVersion Bible app. So once again, welcome to the midweek Bible study of the faith broadcast as we study the book of Esther. Thank you for all those who are already subscribing to us on YouTube. If you haven't already subscribed to us on YouTube, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and you can download our Faith Plus app that has access to thousands of hours of faith-building content All for free. So, thank you to everyone who share our content with others, who have connected with us online, who let us know that you're listening or watching, however, you're listening or watching. If you'd like to support us through financial giving, you can do so by texting FCCGA to 73256 or going to our website at FCCGA.com and giving there. I believe this message you're about to hear will encourage you and let you know that God has a plan for your life. No matter what you've been through and how long you've been fighting these issues or how many generations have been fighting the same issue, deliverance will arise. You might say, well, how do you know that? What are you talking about? Listen to this message. Remember last week's message, part one, is available on our Faith Plus app as well as our YouTube channel and the notes for that are available in both places as well. So going to the book of Esther once again, and we said the reigning king of the reigning emperor of the Persian empire at this time, in the King James, he's called Ahasuerus. We've known him from history as Xerxes. And it tells us in Esther chapter one, verse one, he reigned over 127 provinces from India to Ethiopia. This Xerxes is the same Xerxes who's the Persian emperor famous, remembered from the invasions of Greece portrayed in the movie 300. Xerxes was the son of Darius the and Atossa, who was a daughter of Cyrus. We learned about Cyrus previously in our study of the book of Daniel and all of our message in the book of Daniel Daniel is a part of our Faith Plus app as well as on YouTube channel as well. After the death of Darius I, Xerxes ascended to the throne in 486 BC at the age of 35. The opening events of the book of Esther take place approximately 50 years after the events of Daniel chapter 12. And as we covered in our study of of Daniel, by 537 BC, the Jews began to return to their homeland. By, 20 B, by 520 BC, Haggai and Zechariah began the prophetic ministry in Jerusalem. However, not all Jews returned to Israel. There are many who stayed in the places where they were scattered, including the heroic family of the Book of Esther. The Book of Esther takes place in the gap of time found in the middle of the Book of Ezra. In the Book of Daniel, our main location was Babylon. In the Book of Esther, we have moved to Susa, which is in modern-day Iran. It is believed that the tomb of Daniel is also located in Susa. Xerxes is the leader of the Persian Empire. The silver part of the statue that Daniel saw in his vision and that Nebuchadnezzar saw in the vision that Daniel interpreted is also the ram and the bear of the visions in the book of Daniel. This book starts out as we covered last week with feasts filled with alcohol and a drunken ruler. The next chapter that we saw in chapter 2 leads to a beauty pageant in search of a new queen, an assassination attempt, and begins to set the scene for plots of murder and genocide that are revealed in the chapters of the book that we covered last week. One of the things we also learned about Esther and Mordecai is that they're part of the royal family of Kish. And Kish was the royal family of King Saul. So Mordecai and Esther are descendants of the family of Kish. When Esther's parents died, Mordecai adopted his cousin and raised her as his own daughter. So let's go to Esther chapter 4 verse 1. Esther chapter 4 verse 1. And as we turn there, we also learn something about the villain of the story. This villain is the one that we know as Haman. He is a descendant of King Agag, who was the ancient king of the Amalekites. Now, remember, we covered the Amalekites. They were ancient enemies of Israel. When Israel left Egypt, they attacked Israel. Of course, God gave them victory and delivered them. You read about that story in the book of Exodus. But also, we see they attacked them during the days of the book of Judges. And we see there was war between them continually. And that Saul was given the command to handle it con- could take it out, but Saul decided to disobey God's command for his own reasons. And so you can read about the uh, the struggle with the Amalekites through you see in the book of uh, the book of Exodus, you see it throughout the law, you see in the book of Judges, you see in the times of Saul, the times of David, you even see during the days of Hezekiah. So this has been an ancient feud, an ongoing feud. And one of the things we saw when we saw the Haman last week is that he hated the Jews. He didn't just hate Mordecai; he hated all. Of the Jews. So, Esther chapter 4, verse 1, this is when Mordecai learns the plot of what Haman was planning to not just kill Mordecai, but to kill all the people of the Jews. Esther chapter 4, Verse one, when when Mordecai learned all that had happened, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and went out in the midst of the city. He cried out with a loud and bitter cry. He went as far as the front of the king's gate for no one might enter the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. And in every province where the king's command and decree arrived, there was great mourning among the Jews with fasting, weeping, and wailing, and many lay in sackcloths and ashes. Remember the command that Haman sent out. He got the king to endorse it. He told the king, I'd pay you this much if you do it. It was, and the king doesn't know which people it is, he trusted Haman, his advisor, who was his most trusted advisor. Haman's plan would kill all the Jews who lived in Susa as well as all those who were throughout the empire. That was the plan that was released. It would happen on a certain day and he would be able to complete his genocidal plot of wiping out the Jewish people. Verse 4, so Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her, and the queen was deeply distressed. She was wondering why her father, the person who raised her, it was a cousin, but it was like a father to her, was sitting in a sackcloth and ashes and mourning what was going on. She was deeply distressed by this. Then she sent garments to clothe Mordecai to take a sackcloth away from him, but he would not accept them. Then Esther called one of the king's units, whom he appointed to attend her, and she gave him a command concerning Morde- Mordecai to learn what and why this was. So he went out to Mordecai in the city square that was in front of the king's gate, and Mordecai told him all that had happened to him and the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay into the king's treasuries to destroy the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the written decree for the destruction which was given at Susa that he might sow it to Esther and explain it to her and that he might command her to go into the king to make supplication to him and plead before him for her people. So he returned and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Then Esther spoke to him and gave him command for Mordecai. All the king's servants and all the people of all the king's prophets know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law, put all to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these 30 days. So they told Mordecai Esther's words and Mordecai told them to Esther and notice what Mordecai said. Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other jews for you remain completely silent at this time relief and deliverance will arise for the jews from another place but you and your father's house will perish yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this and so remember we covered last week that the king had certain rules he was a dangerous king we saw the danger of not coming when you were called for but we also see revealed here it's dangerous to go into his court without being called for. As Esther said that if you go into his court without being called for, you will be killed. And so if you, so people wouldn't just barge into the king and say, I wanna see the king, because if they did, more than likely they would die. If they were not called by the king, you were sentenced to death unless he extended the golden scepter, which means you have his favor and you may proceed and enter and make your request. And so Esther made this known to Mordecai. said, this is not a secret. I'm the queen and I know this. Everybody in the city knows this. Everybody in every province that knows he's ruler knows this. This is not a secret thing. But notice what Mordecai replied to Esther. Don't think that you're escaped just because you're in the king's palace. You'll meet the same fate. But notice what he said in verse 14. Relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. I want you to notice something about the faith of Mordecai that led him to make this faith declaration. Because remember, all the Jewish people are in mourning. The city of Susa, as we saw in Esther chapter three, is confused. They're perplexed. Why is this decree given? They don't even know what all the things that are going on. They're perplexed. They're confused. And all the Jewish people throughout the empire are in mourning. They're fasting and mourning. They're in sackcloth and ashes. They're panicked. But notice something about the faith of Mordecai. He says deliverance and relief will arise. Now, it looks like it, how, where's it going to arise from? You have this king who's already given this decree. He's already a dangerous king. You have a chief advisor who hates all the Jewish people. It looks like it is a bad situation that no one can fix, yet Mordecai had faith that God would deliver them. Now, when you look at things in your life, and let's, let's bring this story with Esther to our own personal lives. The situation that Esther has to deal with is an ancient situation. It's not Esther's fault that the Amalekites still wanted to destroy the Jews. Her ancestor, Saul, was given instructions on how to handle it, and he did not. And so now this issue that has plagued generations of her family has showed up again. Have you ever had a situation that you've dealt with that is the same situation that your parents dealt with, your grandparents dealt with, your great-grandparents dealt with? It seems like no one in the family line can beat it. Some people call it generational patterns or generational curses it's the same challenge, the same attack, the same drama, the same trauma. It keeps going from one generation to another, to another, to another, to another, to another. This is what Esther's dealing with. It is not her fault that she has to deal with Haman. It is not her fault that Saul didn't do what he was supposed to do. It is not her fault that the uh, ancient Amalekite wants to destroy God's people. It's not her fault, but guess what? It is her fight. You may be dealing with something in your life that is not your fault. It could be the fault of your family line, fault of iniquity passed down, fault of how you were born, fault of what you went through, fault of others around you. It is not your fault, but I want you to know that it is your fight. Just because it's not your fault doesn't mean you don't have to fight the good fight of faith. Come on, say it out loud and put in that chat. Say, it's not my fault but it is my fight. One more time, say it out loud, put it in the chat. Say, it's not my fault. It is my fight. One more time, say it out loud, put it in the chat. Some of you need to put it in your notes or put it on your mirror somewhere. Say, it's not my fault, but it is my fight. It is Esther's fight. It is not her fault, but now it is her fight. And Mordecai was confident that no matter what, God would deliver his people. How confident are you that God's going to deliver you from the situation? How confident are you that God's going to step in and deal with what's been happening in your family for generations? Are you just going to let it pass down to your kids? Or do you truly believe that you and God can handle it and that it won't go any further? That it stops with you, not because you're going to keep dealing with it, but because you're going to stop it tonight. How confident are you in God's ability to deliver? Because Mordecai was confident. He said deliverance will arise. Yes, it looks bad. Yes, it looks like the enemy has the upper hand. Yes, it looks like we're done for, but God will deliver us. Deliverance will arise. How confident are you in the delivering power of God? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you choosing to believe and you choosing to talk about it, you choosing to think about it, you choosing to meditate on it will cause you to be confident in God's ability too. And so I want you to listen to these scriptures. All these scriptures are in my notes. I got several scriptures to read to you tonight because I want your faith to be built up tonight so that you have great confidence, great faith, great belief that God will deliver you, that God will empower you, that God will strengthen you, that he'll help you fight this year, that 2023 is a year where you end stuff that's been passed down your family line that you end the negativity and the evil things that have been passed down your generations but you go forward to the plan of God for your life let me read it to you let's go to the book of Psalms Psalm 34 verse 19 Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Psalm 34, 17. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Psalm 54, verse 7. For he has delivered me out of all my trouble and my eye has seen his desire upon my enemies. Psalm 56, verse 13. For you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not kept my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Psalm 86, 13. For great is your mercy toward me. You have delivered me, my soul, from the depths of Sheol. Psalm 18, 17 through 19. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Psalm 107, verse 6 and verse 20. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Psalm 18 verse 48, he delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. Psalm 22, 4 and five, our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. Psalm 34 verse four, I sought the Lord And he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 116 verse 8. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Proverbs 11 verse 8. The righteous is delivered from trouble, and it comes to the wicked instead. Daniel 3.28. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded to their bodies that they should serve nor worship any god except their own god. Daniel 6, 27, he delivers and rescues, and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth, who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. Acts 12, verse 11, and when Peter had come to himself, he said, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and delivered me. Colossians 1, 13, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. 2 Timothy 3, 10 and 11, but you carefully follow my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, will happen to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. 2 Timothy 4.17. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, so that the message might be preached fully through me, that all the Gentiles might hear, also I was delivered out of the mouth of the life. God knows how to deliver his people and he will deliver you. God knows how to deliver his people and he will deliver you. So go ahead and put in the chat and say it out loud. Say, Deliverance will arise. Come on, say it out loud and put it in the chat. Say, Deliverance will arise. I need you to be confident in 2023 that you're going to see the extreme goodness of God. And if that extreme goodness of God has to manifest as God delivering you from things that have tripped up your family from generations, then so be it. Deliverance will arise. You have to be confident like Mordecai. You have to have faith like Mordecai. You have to declare like Mordecai. You have to believe that God will step in and deliver you. Let's look at what Esther said to this. Esther chapter 4 verse 15. Esther chapter 4 verse 15. Let's look at what happened next. After he made that declaration. We all know and heard that famous scripture from verse 14. When he says, who knows whether you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. It's quite possible. It's more than possible that the place you're in, the career you're in, where you live, it's not just for you to experience God's extreme goodness, but for others to experience his goodness that because God will use you to deliver others. As I talked about Joseph, God will use you to save much people alive. That you're exactly where you need to be to be the salt, to be the light, to be an agent of the goodness of God. Notice what it says here. That Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go gather all the Jews who are present in Susa and fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise, and I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther commanded him. Now I want you to notice something. Esther decides to follow the advice in the counsel of Mordecai. But she did not go immediately to the king. What did she do? She prayed and enlisted an army of people to pray. Notice something. These prayers were focused. Esther said, have them all fast for me. So have them all pray and fast for me. They could have been praying for different things. They could have been praying for all these different things that are going on in their world right then. But Esther had them focus and their fasting and prayer on her. Focused prayer is important. Correct. Say it out loud, and put it in the chat, put it in your notes. Say, focused prayer is important. Put it in the chat and put it in your notes. Say, focused prayer is important. As believers under the new covenant, we have a greater advantage than those under the old covenant, Esther's times. We have the great privilege of having our prayer life directed, guided, and informed by the Holy Spirit. Even when we don't know what to pray, he gives us words to pray. He guides us, He helps us pray in our understanding, but He also helps us pray in the Spirit, to pray in our heavenly language, to pray out the perfect will of God. When we look at Romans chapter 8, when it talks about all things work together for the good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose, when you look at context, a few verses before that, it's talking about those who pray in the Holy Ghost, who pray out divine mysteries, secrets, plans, and purposes, that the Holy Spirit pray through them. So for all those who pray in the Holy Ghost, who are called according to God's purpose, who those who love God, those who are doing what God has called them to do, and those who implement that. Praying in the Holy Ghost and letting the Holy Ghost pray out God's will through them. All things work together for their good. It's focused prayer. It's not just scattered prayer. Oh, God, help me. God bless me. God deliver me. No, no. Focused. How focused are you in your prayer life? Esther, had them focus. So one of the things we'll look at tonight as we close and go into next week, Esther's strategy to deal with this ancient problem. Because as we said some of you are dealing with some ancient generational problems and esther's confronting one is going to deal with it completely so let's look at esther's strategy number one focused prayer number one Esther's strategy focused prayer focused prayer replaced their times of eating and distraction everyone was focused on one objective in prayer remember as we studied the book of daniel as daniel set his face to prayer he received answers and direction and angelic assistance Esther and those who pray with their focus and set their faces in prayer, the same type of dedication, with the same type of dedication and focus, they prayed. And we know they can get an answer because just like Mordecai said, deliverance will arise. So we'll share more about Esther's strategy next week and how deliverance and recompense showed up for the people of God. But tonight, let's end with our confession from tonight's Bible study. You'll find it in my notes as well. So say it with me, say, my God will deliver me from all my troubles. I will follow his directions. He will strengthen me. He will help me. He will deliver me. He will grant me recompense. Victory is mine. Praise God. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the encouragement. We thank you how it helps us step up our faith and our belief. We thank you for your ability to deliver. You are our deliverer. You are our savior. You are our God. You haven't forgotten about us, and you have good plans for us this year. Help us to step out and dream big as we reset our goals. Help us to believe big as we go forward to do what you called us to do. Help us to stay focused in prayer and focused on what you called us to do, not be distracted by all the things in the world. Help us to be hearers and doers of this word so we bless in our doing. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus name Amen and so be it praise God glory to God know that God will deliver you it is your job to stay in faith to do what you know to do and expect the supernatural assistance of God the extreme goodness of God showing up in your life praise God Thank you for streaming today's message. I believe it encouraged you. It inspired you. I believe this message will help you live the supernatural lifestyle of faith. However you're streaming this message, we want to hear from you. You can email us at info at FCCGA.com. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry, I encourage you to go to our website FCCGA.com to learn more about us and when our experiences times are and how you can connect with us. If you would like to partner with us financially, you can do so at our website, which is FCCGA.com. Or you can partner with us financially by texting FCCGA to 73256. So if you text FCCGA to 73256, you'll receive a text back that gives you information on how you can partner with us financially through text. So thank you once again for streaming today's message. Have an amazing day. Something good is gonna happen to you, so expect miracles. God bless.